0: You're listening to the EBITDA Growth Systems Making Business Profitable Podcast with profitability experts, Dave Kapkowitz and Mike Watkins.
1: Coming at you from 5,675 feet in lovely Golden, Colorado. My name is Dave Kapkovitz and I'm here with Michael Watkins, living our mission statement to impact lives through improving business performance. We accomplish this by coaching, speaking, and educating, so you can live your best life. Good day, Dave. Good day, Mike. How you doing, buddy?
0: I'm doing well. I'm doing well, man. I uh, just made a trip back from... Uh... Uh, you sound like Ron White over there, man.
1: I do, but uh, you got this—you uh, got this rum you're sharing with me, and yeah. man. Is it good? <laughs>
0: <laughs> we better get this done quickly because uh, Dave will if start I start slurring. If I take a
1: if I take a break from the podcast,
0: <laughs> it's just refilling my glass. Don't worry. <laughs> I was in uh, I was in Knoxville last week, maybe ten days ago, and what a delightful city Knoxville is in. Last time I was in Knoxville, I'm aging myself here, but I was gradu I graduated from college in nineteen twenty three. That's very funny, Dave. <laughs> graduated from college in uh nineteen eighty two and came through Knoxville for the World's Fair. So that's nice. Yeah. And so we got a chance to see the site of the World's right. Fair. Eighty two, dude. Eighty
1: two. Yeah, yeah, I think I was in second grade. Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> and uh but you know, one of the things about the uh uh, being that we were there for the NTMA Emerging Leaders Group, and which was a fun time, um,
1: we had so a, many great people there. I yeah, really enjoyed it. Yeah. We spoke to that young group, and what a what a pleasurable bunch.
0: Well, they had uh, they had a microbrewery tour. Um, didn't know this, but Nashville is big on microbreweries, and uh, I discovered that uh, IPA. Mm-hmm. I always thought an IPA meant hoppy and I always feel like it's sucking on a
1: sucking on a grapefruit rind yeah it's
0: very bitter right Mm -hmm. but uh I discovered that uh an IPA doesn't have to be bitter
1: really yeah so did you try one that wasn't bitter? I
0: tried one that wasn't bitter I can't remember the name of it but it was sublime man it was unbelievable so you liked it yes and so there's there's two measures there's a what's sublime mean Mike sublime sublime is come on English
1: major let's go
0: yeah. I, you know, you'd have to use, uh, I'd have to use sublime in the definition of sublime.
1: Like less than a lime sublime?
0: No, Dave, not quite that.
1: Uh, <laughs> you know, I, yeah. I love doing these with you. You pull out, I, I love that your use of the English language. My yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, I have to tell you sublime is really good. It's really good. Yes. Yes. Um, and so, yeah, uh, that was my experience in, in Knoxville. Um, I found out that uh, you can have an IPA that's not hoppy and delicious. So what are we going to talk about today then?
1: Well, I think we should talk about uh, sales pipelines. I think in my mind, I, I, that's kind of the subject that's sticking out to me is is what is a sales pipeline? How do you build it? How do you use it? What, what is it all about? Why should you have one?
0: yeah yeah if we start it with the end in mind, why should you have one? um in my estimation um we're seeing too many small to medium sized machine shops that uh have a handful of clients and they don't want to uh piss off their clients so they they have pricing from two thousand and seven and uh you know it's and those three or four clients are Consuming all of their uh, capacity and 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 they just aren't growing
1: even if they're not it's uh, what we see from a large percentage of machine shops is they sit at the desk and they wait for the phone to ring or they wait for an email to come out and they just you're just plain waiting for orders to come in
0: and they have to take what they get
1: take what they get yeah and and they' it's not really a good way to be Of course not because you have to take what you get.
0: Yes, and by definition it's suboptimal if you're taking what you can get,
1: not sublime, suboptimal.
0: Yeah. It's yes, that's right.
1: So, I mean, that's for me when I think of a machine shop, we all think, okay, if you're making chips, right? You're making chips, you and that turns into a finished part, you take a finished part and you sell it and you make money from that and if you're working with us, so it's profitable money. Absolutely. Um and that is the core of every machine shop, but that isn't everything. That's why we talk about a sales plan, a marketing plan, a finance plan, an operations plan, an HR plan, right, or management plan. So on the front of that, you got sales and marketing. So what feeds the core? So we have to pay heed to the front part of this process, this business process, and sales, this business process, this Dave. business yes. process, you like that, yeah, yeah. And to be a profitability expert, I got to say stuff like that. <laughs> uh, but but the sales pipelines really help you understand the direction of business is going, and measure how hard you got to stomp on the gas, or if you got to hit the brakes a little bit. Sure. Otherwise, sure. you will not deliver good parts on time you have to deliver good parts on time in this business if you want consistent business and you want good profit. Absolutely, absolutely. So
0: how does this all start then? Well, yeah, let's define what a sales pipeline is. So um, in my estimation, you know, the sales pipeline is going to give you uh, an idea of what your revenue is going to be from month to month, right? I mean, that's the end game for the sales pipeline. And so uh you know
1: what are the components of it then, Dave? Well the components of a sales pipeline, it's it is a formula or it is a form of which you have calculations on it that have number one, you have your quote dollars, and in your quote you have I believe the customer is gonna buy X for a hundred thousand bucks. So your quote will say quote one, two, three, four. $100,000 is a description of that quote and this is, a, this is the customer of yes. the, which I quote. Then off to the one side, you have a probability percentage. And say, it's like, ah, I'm 50-50. Okay, 50% probability. Now that $100,000 turns into $15,000 and call it the 60-day column. $50,000 or... Fifty thousand. It's a hundred thousand on a quote. Fifty percent probability, which means a hundred thousand is only fifty percent of that, which would be fifty thousand dollars in that column. Right. Right. So, the end of the quote number probability extracts it to fifty thousand bucks. But I need five hundred thousand dollars that month. Right. Well, let's look at how many booked orders are going to ship that month. I'm going to have three hundred thousand dollars shipped that month. I have fifty thousand dollars in my sales pipeline. I better go get two hundred fifty thousand more. Dollars or yes. two or 150000 or more dollars. Or I'm
0: not going to meet my revenue or goal. There's
1: no way I'll meet my revenue goal.
0: Yes, yes. So
1: so number one, you have to ship all the $300,000 on time that's booked for that month, which means is some of that going to slip, okay, or is it not? So you got to answer that honestly. Mm-hmm. Number two, will every quote you put in there happen? No. No, because you have 50% chance that you won't get anything. Right, right, right. right. of that $100,000. So you better. you better overfill that sales pipeline by 10 to between 10 and 30% to make sure you get that. Now, could it pop and all kinds of quotes come in? Yes. But as we all know, if you're very smart with your quotes at the bottom of your quote, you say, hey, we confirm lead time at the time of the purchase order, right? Sure. You don't just say, hey, I'm going to give you four-week lead time and they place a PO for a four-week lead time and they place it right after you got a $17 million job. And it's like, I can't deliver that in four weeks anymore. You mm-hmm. have to reconfirm that. That's why whenever you get a purchase order, you have to confirm it. I would say confirm it in the first 24 to 48 hours back to the customer, letting them know you got the PO and you are affirming their price, affirming the part number, making sure your quote matches, and making sure that you're going to hit the lead time that you quoted. Sure, sure. So the sales pipeline is a tool to load in all your quotes and mix that with all your booked orders to where you know you're going to flow through on a 30, 60, 90, 120 days what you're going to flow through there and does it match your financial projection? Absolutely. So it's a tool you use to gather all that data, put it all together. And will I hit my dollars that I projected for April, May, June or not? Yes. So that's, that's what I think it is. Yes. And
0: when we prescribe that to people, they say, well, we don't know. And it's like, Okay, you don't know, but hope isn't a strategy, so hope let's, it's not a strategy. you know we start getting it down on paper and we start trending this stuff. You'll get better um in figuring out what your win percentage is going to be and that type of thing and uh and you learn to follow up with those c- customers you
1: know you oh, can that's 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 in managing it right Maybe yeah. you have to follow up, but I'll tell you if you don't have a sales pipeline, all you're doing is. Well, I threw a whole bunch of quotes at the wall and we'll see what happens. That is how you do one year, 10 times instead of doing 10 years in business. Absolutely. A plan starts with a strategy. A strategy has to be built around estimations. Now people have a hard time with a sales pipeline because there's so many estimations around it. Yeah. I'm quoting something. I'm not sure if they're going to cut the PO, but I think they're going to cut the PO, uh, if you don't put it in, well, how much do you think? Well, I think I got a 20% chance that I had a good relationship with the buyer. We had a couple conversations, 20%. Okay. Then put 20% probability in there. I'm sure I'm going to get that. Put it at 100, 100%, 100%. Yeah. And I, I know we're going to get this where this part number is assigned to us. It says we have this part forever. Put 100%. I know it's going to come. And, and we're going to look at it's going to happen in 90 days. So I'm going to put a 90-day column. If you don't do that, there is no plan. There no. isn't there. It's nothing really. And, and you really put yourself at a, a very detrimental position.
0: Yeah. I'm not quite sure how you, I don't know you, how you go home relaxed. You don't. That, that You have your arms around this thing. If you don't have a vision,
1: you, you either are stressed out cause you don't know what money's coming into the business and you're just sitting there living on hope or you're just kind of nonchalant and you're like, meh, la ver Yeah about everything. Mm-hmm. And it'll happen if it's meant to. And, hey, if we have a slow month, it's okay. You know, I could use a break. You know, I don't care about money. Money's not important to me. I don't have to make the building payment. No, they might let me stretch it to 60 days. And you see where that goes. Oh, sure. And you
0: know that, uh, I, and I know where you're coming from there. I mean, you know, at EGS, uh, we have bandwidth that's limited. I mean, and so that, you know, that's not an EGS client, right? I mean, you you can't take someone's spot if that's the way you approach business, because there's too many other people who,
1: who, who need help. Right? That's right. And that's right. So let's talk about this lead thing. You know, you got this sales funnel, um, and obviously you have a marketing engine. Because without marketing, some kind of marketing material, you aren't getting sales leads that turn into quotes. Right. So. Where do you get the sales leads that feed into your funnel? Say I have the same two customers. They order eight parts a month. Both of me order eight parts a month, but I really, if I want to get some more, I wish they were ordering 20 parts a month. So I have 12 parts times two customers. I have 24 parts a month I can take. How do I get that? I never leave my shop. I wait for my phone to ring. I wait for the email to come in. But how do I grow my business? How do I even get a new customer? I'm not a sales guy. I'm a machinist. How do I do this?
0: Well, you... You do need a marketing function, whether it's you doing the marketing or, you know, you have uh, an inside resource or outside resource. Or you just have some
1: marketing activity that you follow. Yes. I mean... Right. You don't have to have a marketing... You don't have to hire a marketing agency. You don't have to hire, um, you know, you don't have to hire someone to go out and do all that for you or, or an online thing. You can say, you know, I do... I go to this event and I and I do a mixer every year and I go to this event and I know I can meet customers here or I seek out customers so the way I see it uh, should I just keep talking
0: Yeah you know that's the point I mean you have to have marketing activity right whether it's uh, you, you know you got to have a website um and and you got to go to trade shows because mm-hmm. uh, when you meet someone at the trade show they're going to go to your website to see if you're legitimate mm-hmm. I mean so you know those those two go hand in hand, but those two might be enough. I mean. Uh, so,
1: so check this out. I think there's three ways to get leads. Number one, do some research. I want to work for ABC company. Well, I'm going to do some research on ABC company. I'm going to hop in on LinkedIn. I'm going to hop on LinkedIn. I'm going to find 20 people that work for them, and six of those are buyers, and I'm going to get those people's names. I'm going to send them a message. I'm going to get their email phone number, whatever, or I'm going to call their main line at that office and I'm going to get transferred and I'm going to try 20 people and I'll get one. One of them will answer my call or I'm going to call them, and say, Hey, you know, I remember this time I was with Joe and uh, pardon the story, but I was with Joe and I was in Fort Wayne and Joe was in California and he's like, I don't know how to get these guys. I'm like, come here, let's sit down. So he came to the office and we sat down and and we called so-and-so in Draper, Utah. And I called him and he answered the phone and they said, hey, this is Dave and, and uh, I'm gonna be in your area tomorrow. Is it okay if we grab lunch or can I stop in for 10 minutes? You're, you're in Fort Wayne, you're gonna be in Draper tomorrow? Yeah, I'll be in Draper tomorrow, can, can I stop in? Well, sure. So we did that with like a customer list that we really wanted to get into. So I'll let you do the math. But we saw 27 customers in three days in six states. So I just called them and said, hey, I'm gonna be there. Will you give me 10 minutes? And those 10-minute meetings turned into an hour, two-hour meetings turned into lunch, turned into dinner, turned into a couple cocktails after dinner. And out of those 27 customers, we got business from about 10. But I had to hustle a lot of research and I had to find the right person to call, right? So that's the first way you can do it. Second way to do it is I go to, um, like you said, trade shows. So I want to get into aerospace trade show. I want to get into the aerospace market so I find where are the aerospace trade show manufacturing trade shows. So I have Boeing, I want to get in Boeing. Where does Boeing go for trade shows? Sure. Well, I do some research and well I start attending those trade shows and I go to the Boeing booth and I meet some engineers and maybe meet a couple of buyers and you know and I set up a couple of meetings and I just work it. Yep. And yep. and you can meet people that way and and that's how you go. Um there's an, another one you can do associations. So if you want to go to Boeing, what association are they part of? You know, they're big into women in manufacturing. So, Hey, women in manufacturing has a really cool thing going. You know, we, we have several women business owners that we work with and love them. They are fantastic. They bring a, they bring a a different flavor to business and oftentimes a different approach that's highly effective. Sure. sure, Um, and, and they're fantastic business people, right? Yeah. So I go to the women in manufacturing, um, Organization, and I meet these people from Boeing and this, that, and the other because that's where they go, right? Sure, sure. That's another one. And then the third thing is, is you know, I just want to be an exhibitionist. I, I don't know if I use that correctly, but I want to go to exhibit. Yeah. And, and so like
0: two, two different things, Dave. <laughs> the, the first one gets you put in jail, and uh, the second one sublime. One's okay. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so, okay, scratch that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but no, I want to go exhibit. Yeah. Like uh, design the part shows. They, they have a thing for tool-and-die shops to exhibit and show off their parts. And buyers come there to see those people. So you can get leads by literally getting on a plane or getting in your car or going somewhere on foot. You can make that happen. So, you have
0: to hustle. But so. a lead is someone raising their hand and saying, I'm interested in hearing more about your product,
1: right? That's right. Or you saying... I know you're interested in my products. No, you're not. Well, yeah, yeah, you are. And let me tell you why. Sure.
0: Sure. Right? But
1: getting them to that point. And then
0: once they become a lead, then you can work them. Mm-hmm. Right. And, uh, at some point they'll give you a quoting opportunity.
1: That's right. That's right. Now, when you get a quoting opportunity, it's what kind of part, what's your lead time? Can you be attractive on price? Attractive does not mean sacrifice profit, by the way. It means you have a process better than the next guy. Sure. Sure. Um, and then you take that and drop it into the sales pipeline sheet. Yeah. And then the, and then you start tracking. Start tracking with your probability. But you need to make sure you're as accurate as possible on a probability percentage. And so you'll get better at that, right? You it takes a lot of it takes time. It takes time. And when yeah. you start this when you start this out, you're gonna be like, Oh, this is a bunch of BS because all I'm doing is throwing numbers at the wall and we'll see what happens. Well mm-hmm. when you start out, just be as honest with yourself as possible and then every week you talk about it with the sales guys or talk about it with your management team and you massage it every week week in and week out and
0: you uh you'll get new clients uh new customers mm-hmm. in with this method and you will begin to learn what their turnaround times are that's right right and so you'll know if I do win this it's going to happen in 60 days because they mm-hmm. they typically turn them around in that's days. right. so you know you know that to dump it in 2 months out
1: and uh so
0: you you learn as you go for sure.
1: That's a really good point. When you put things in your sales pipeline, you don't put it in as a "Hey, I'm going to get a PO on this date." It's when are you going to ship that part? Yes. Nice. So I'm going to quote something with Joe Schmuckatelli's crane service, and they're going to cut the PO in 30 days. And I gave them six weeks. So basically, in 75 days, I'm going to ship this product, and it's worth fifty thousand bucks. So. I'm going to put it out in the 90-day, 60- to 90-day column. Bucket, yep. And and that's and, and that number needs to be there. So don't, when you build a sales pipeline, you don't build it as in, we're going to get the order this day. That's not what's important. What's important is when the part's going to ship. When the part's going to ship. It's very, because you need to, when does that piece of paper called a PO turn into piece of paper being green? Absolutely. Right?
0: Yes. And when you invoice, you know, assuming you're on an accrual basis, mm-hmm. It's going to hit your revenue, and that's where yep. we're tracking revenue that's right, so if you're not on a cruel basis, call me yeah, so you know it's a it's a lot of work, but um, you know, if you want to be the captain of your own ship, you just can't forego these first two steps of the business cycle. You just uh, can't
1: no, and there's a big part of this as far as managing it. Um, a lot of people will quote something. And they just let it sit, and they sit there, and they wait for the phone call, wait for the email. If you don't call your customer and say, hey, how, how's this going? Is this looking okay? I have some time. I could probably squeeze it in here. Yes, yes. So my biggest suggestion, if you take, if you take anything, I'd, I'd take the whole podcast. But one thing I would suggest, if, you're, if you have a customer that you do business with on a regular basis, have a weekly call with them. Hey, these four projects are in the mills. These four projects are in the lathes. They're doing really well. We have a lead time of eight weeks. That means it's due June 15th, and we're tracking to June 15th. Hey, this one we can probably pull in a little earlier. Do you want it June 1st? Hey, this one's, look, we've got some issues with some material. My coating supplier messed something up. I'm sure nobody ever in coating has messed something up. Ha, ha, ha. And uh, sorry, all you coders. And, and, and you have a weekly call with this buyer, you're saving them a phone call. So we have a relationship. It gives you, a, and by the way, we quoted A, B, C, D, E. How's that looking? Does it look like we're going to get that? Um, are we competitive? Is our sure, lead time good? Sure. Oh yeah, you're going to get to. Hey, why are we going to get it? Well, your price is really competitive. <clears throat> Man, I probably left some dollars on the table. Yeah, yeah. Hey, your lead time's really short. Oh, awesome. Is there anything else I can get for that lead time? Yeah. You yeah. have something else? So you're having that conversation on a weekly basis, giving them an update on their all their current projects because these, clients are dying to know how their projects are doing in your shop they're dying sure. and if you hear that, anything they're dying and that buyer is a hero
0: mhm in his or her company because they're on top of uh their, their their POs
1: and if you have a weekly call with them they're i mean they're not just on top of their POs they're on top of your POs yeah yeah and that means you're their star you can earn star status and that is called managing your sales pipeline. I love it. Not just the work that's happening, but the work that's coming. Sure. And that gives you, that is a free sales call. You're doing them a huge favor and they're going to do you a favor by saying, yeah, you're looking good and you're not. But having that weekly call with the customer saying, hey, this is what's going on. Just want to give you a quick fill in. And by the way, how's this looking? And by the way, do you have any other opportunities we can look at? That managing that sales pipeline is so critical and it's a huge piece that people miss. They yeah. do do that.
0: And, uh, we find that a lot of uh, small, medium-sized machine shops do a fairly good job of making quality parts. Mm-hmm. The on-time delivery, you know, so-so. But uh, if you're... If how you're many
1: people make a good part on time, Mike? Very, we work very with, few. We work with hundreds of people. Yeah. How many? How many? Yeah, very few. Can I do know. I, uh, not 10%. One, can you fill up one hand?
0: Yeah, not 10%. Yeah. Um, But, you know... You, s- you you start having those relationships and uh, magical things happen. I mean, you start putting your foot in the butt of your of your team like, hey, uh, my name's on the line here. My word's on the line here. We have people counting on us. I mean, things s- sort of transform, yeah. I think, when yeah, you're managing to
1: that. It's like, hey, you gave me this date. You said we we're going to be done by now. And not just my name, but our name, our company name. This is We're a family, and, and this is going to be really good for our family. If we hit it, and it's going to be bad for our family if we miss it. Totally, yeah. totally. So it's good to give that ownership and be a big part of this. Right on, Dave. Right on, Mike. If you would enjoyed this podcast and you're in manufacturing and you want to learn more about what we do, Go to our contact tab at EBITDAGrowthSystems.com, E-B-I-T-D-A, GrowthSystems.com, and I'll be reaching out to you personally to see what we can do for you.
0: You've been listening to the EBITDA Growth Systems Podcast, making business profitable.